Our journey through the Lenten season has begun. It's a journey that eventually takes us to the foot of the cross on Good Friday. The darkest and most painful day of the Christian year, keeping watch at the foot of the cross. It is a day when everything seems lost, when there's no meaning or purpose. We watch Jesus hanging there, suffering and dying. And finally, it's over. And then God works God's greatest miracle. God raised Jesus from the dead. Transforming death into new life, despair into hope, all that's lost into gain. Transformation. Transformation. God's love working in the world to transform death into new life. I believe that God is working in each of our lives, seeking to transform us. It's a day in and day out process. It's not over until it's over. But as we seek God's will for our lives, as we make ourselves available through prayer, worship, spiritual formation, and other spiritual exercises, God's Spirit will transform us and help us be the people that God wants each one of us to be today. It takes work. It takes being attentive. And that is the question. What does God want from you or from me today? Now, this gospel reading, this is the reading for the uh, second uh, Sunday in Lent. And when I was in seminary, this, was, uh, this passage in the eighth chapter of Mark was known as the turn to Jerusalem. Jesus has been doing things with his disciples, healing, teaching. And then there's this conversation with Peter. And Peter and, and Jesus making it clear that he's going to have to suffer and die. That was really different than what had been going on before. And Peter, Peter rebukes him. He said, no, that's not what I signed on for. And then Jesus rebukes Peter and says he would save his life will lose it and he who loses his life for my sake and the gospel uh, will save it. Now I, I feel I feel bad for Peter. Uh, Peter, I can see him saying, hey, well, hey, Jesus, this is not what I signed on for. But you know, looking back at the, at the call to these disciples, um, Jesus said, follow me, and they just dropped everything. Doesn't look like they even thought about it. They just went. Was it going to be a lark? Just something that they would enjoy doing? Uh, maybe they wanted to get out of the laborious work that they were doing. At least James and John for the sons, the sons of Zebedee, they stopped fishing, take a break from fishing for a while, and just go and, you know, follow, follow the sun. 
And it was an exhilarating time. I mean, Jesus was doing amazing work, teaching them a new way of living and healing people. And people were coming from everywhere. I mean, the ministry was really moving forward in a good way. It had energy. That's what Peter and the other disciples signed on for. And then, and then, Jesus hits them with this. He said, wait a minute. I didn't sign on for this. He who would save his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. You want to hear God laugh? Tell him your plan. <laughs> so being open to that spirit to transform us day in and day out, the amazing thing is Peter and the others didn't walk away. That they were open enough to say, well, there, there's, there's something more here that we need to stay with. We need to say what God really is doing in this person that we're following. And they're willing to do it. But it was always a journey of getting off the path. You know, Peter even denying he knew Jesus at crunch time when Jesus really desperately needed a friend. I don't know the guy. And yet, and yet for Peter, and yet for Peter, he somehow experienced the transformation of forgiveness and was made new again and became the primary apostle. It was a process. I believe that's the way it is you know, for each one of us. God wants each one of us out of his love to become the person that he created each one of us to be. And that requires giving a lot of attention in prayer and spiritual practice and being open to letting that spirit show us the path. And of course, on that journey, there are a lot of things we wish we didn't have to do or look at or deal with. And there's always that way about us that we just can't do the things. We need to rely on the grace and mercy of God the way Peter did. But the issue of discernment, discernment for, for each of us, what does God want? What does God want from us today? As I was thinking about uh, tonight and uh, what I might say about this gospel, uh, it also prompted me to reflect on the discernment for Richmond Hill. Because it's not just individual individual discernment. It's, it's, you know, for the communities that we're part of, the Christian communities that support us and sustain us. What does God want from them? And that, I believe, is an open question, but I sat in a meeting last week when some big, big, huge questions got raised, you know, for me personally. And it's going to be so interesting and challenging to rely on the Spirit going forward to figure what God wants from Richmond Hill going forward. On the 30th of November last year, we celebrated 30 years of being Richmond Hill. It was a glorious time. 
the gathering here, the music was amazing. And just rehearsing the history, the people who've been involved from the beginning, the different stages that we'd been through. 30 years. But we can't rest on our laurels. God's calling us into a future. What will that future look like? Now, one of the things about this meeting last week that struck me, um, we're the custodians of wonderful buildings. The sisters were invited here to pray for the healing of the city back in 1867. And we have inherited that legacy and have continued it, you know, for 30 years. But what is it that God wants us to be and to do going into the future long term? There have been some conversations. Well, we've got to get our buildings straightened out. I mean, we've got old buildings here. But what struck me in this meeting is, okay, we're just going to fix up old buildings. And how are we going to do that? Obviously, it's going to take a bunch of money. Or, or, do we really, really position our buildings and our place here on the brow of Richmond Hill for a future of challenge and ministry that is really big, that will really help in the healing process for our city? What will those things be? Because life is always moving along. We can't rest on our laurels. We've got to go forward in this discernment process. And it's a big challenge. And one of the, the important ones is how, how, in terms of fixing up our buildings, how does that process coincide or, or make real, make real our mission of healing the city now in this year going forward? How will it help us be more prayerful and invite others to come in to pray with us. How will it make us more hospitable? How will, it take, how will it help us more to be a reconciling presence in the city around issues of race and ethnicity? How will it deepen the spiritual quality, the spiritual quality for all those who enter our doors and those who want to know and enroll in the courses that we have here that help people pay attention to the way the Spirit's calling them. We need to think really, really big. Of course, when we really think big, they're, they're huge challenges. Because thinking big requires leadership. Uh, it requires stakeholders coming around to develop a consensus. The thing that struck me is the opportunity and the challenge before us is absolutely huge. And I don't know where it's going to lead us. And I don't know what it's going to require of us or me personally. What does God want? Where will God lead us? And I do believe that as we seek to be faithful and stay with those questions, and let God's transforming love continue to work in our lives that eventually we're patient and work with the spirit that God will get us to the place where we need to be. So pray for the future of Richmond Hill. Don't take this place for granted. We've got a great legacy because we've inherited the legacies of the sisters and we've been here now for 30 years, but we can't rest on our laurels. We need to think big. We need to accept the challenge. And we need to go forward. 
because our city needs us. The healing process, the healing process goes on.